welcome to episode 454 of Good Luck High Five. That's right, you're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are super excited for these new commander collections coming out, or you're very excited about the World Championship and watching it this coming weekend, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And speaking of that World Championship, we're going to get you ready with an all-comprehensive, I didn't need the word all in front of that, but I just felt like- Comprehensive. We just need to double down on yes. it. Viewer's Guide to the World Championship. Yeah, I'm super excited. If you're like, who the heck are these players? Why should I care about them? What kind of decks can I expect to see? We've got you covered. We're going to talk about all of it because the answer is lots of people who you should know about. Lots of decks you should know about. A standard. <laughs> I don't know. Standard. Standard. Will we have more than one deck in the tournament? Ooh, remains to be seen. Who knows? Yeah, and we're also going to update you on our personal draft journeys. Last week we talked about the fact we were like, we cannot get to seven wins. What's going Ooh. on? Well, the good news is we did we each did get to seven wins. We did it. Can we do it consistently? No. Okay. <laughs> but we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> we'll show you our seven win deck list and we're going to give you an update on our Doritos watch 2021. Yes. We found out we got to the bottom of the Doritos mystery. Yes. This, we're of course talking about the nacho cheesier mystery yeah. mm-hmm. that we discussed last week. Famously. Yes. <laughs> the famous Doritos nacho cheesier mystery. That everybody knows about. Uh, but before we do any of that, enormous thank you to everybody who supports the show. You make it happen every single week over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Yes. Thank you so very, very much to all of our patrons and especially those who became patrons in the past week. Um, thank you to um, Alvaro, Daniel, Emmett, and John. Yay! All of you are wonderful, Heroes. marvelous people who are preventing the sad trombone noise from happening. Heroes of the realm, truly. Yes. You are standing between all of our listeners and the sad trombone noise. Yes. Heroes. Yes. I mean, like, nobody no wants to hear way that. To say it. Nobody wants to say it. Yeah, you can check us out. Uh, we've got a Discord that you'll get access mm-hmm. to. You get cool uh, stuff that we ship to you. Uh, you get to be part of a community that makes uh, a show of happiness happen every single week. Yeah. I'm like, why do, we, why do you listen to Magic the g- Gathering? <laughs> why do you listen to <laughs> the Magic game? Gathering? Good luck, high it's five. It's just the gentle sound of <laughs> <Yeah>. cards shuffling. <laughs> because it's a happy place where you go to have a good time talking about Magic. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not every place that it talks about Magic isn't like that. So, so, uh, we're happy that you help support this awesome community that we've grown over the past 10 years Woo! over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. <sighs> Maria, Maria. Yes. We also have other people. Yeah. <laughs> Sp- specifically Card Kingdom. Card Kingdom. Thank you so much to Card Kingdom, one of the wonderful sponsors of this show. Yes. They are just really fantastic people. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, we love them. You can check them out over at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Use that link. Say good luck. High five. They'll give you a sticker or token Mm -hmm. in your order for free. Super fast shipping. Excellent customer service. Excellent human beings, period. Yeah. Um, And we'll give you anything you need for your magical life. They also have like giveaways when you go to their website that'll pop up to enter you for drawings for free store credit. What? So, you know. It's, you can pick what it is. While you're there, might as well enter a drawing for some free stuff. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Card Kingdom. Nice. All right, everybody. And 
update here on Draft Watch 2021. Yes. Oh my goodness, Maria. Yes. Literally, we we did last week's episode. Yeah. And then I went, and my next draft, I got seven wins. Yay! Um, just by picking all of the cards that we were like, these are the cards you should pick. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know what? We should follow our own advice from yes, time to time. We really should. So, so mine is a was a blue black deck. This very first one that I made. Yeah. Um, two copies of Larder Zombie. Pickle boy, don't pickle sleep boy. on him. Don't sleep on the pickle boy. Shirt design coming soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it had a corpse cobble, which I am in love with. It's such a cool card. It's so good. Yeah. Like you just attack with all these zombies. They don't want to block them because they're like, they have decayed. They'll go away. And then like they do their damage. And before they go away, you just corpse cobble them together Great. into like a six, six. And you're Great. like, right, here it is. A six, six with a menace. You've got two copies of startle in here, which we talked oh, about. So good. That card is so good defenestrate oh. mm -hmm. morbid opportunist we knew that card was good but i just yeah. love that card um i put no way out in here specifically because we mentioned yeah, it. yeah there you go and do you know what yeah you make them discard and you get a little zombie yeah get so a fun zomb that diagraph horde bat whisper revenge of the drowned which is another one that we talked about yeah absolutely i so. i love bat whisper too oh it's so good those little one one bats I keep going up on that card yeah. ever since we talked about that it. That bat's a little jerk. Yeah. It does a lot of work. <laughs> this bat's a little jerk who does a lot of work. Have you seen him twerk? <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound I of was, a bat twerking. I was imagining the bat. I, in my head, I was picturing the bat twerking like while, while you were making that noise. <laughs> Somebody please draw this and animate it. Send it to us at Gila Jeff Magic on Twitter. Thank you. <laughs> um, organ Hoarder, which we also oh, talked yeah. about. So anyways, it was just uh, it was just quite good. Yeah, that deck looks sweet. That's, you know, a two ecstatic awakener, which is also just very good. Classic blue black draft yeah. strategy. Um, it went seven one. Very strong. My one loss was shout out to the deck that went turn two vampire interloper, turn three the card that puts like a one one counter if uh, on a vampire vampire you, socialite maybe yeah the black red one no no two, two? just the black one two oh, and a black I see on your you, end yeah. step that's right if yeah. the player lost life this turn you can put a plus one plus one counter on on a creature you control yeah or on a vampire you control so turn three that turn four two more vampire interlopers. Uh <laughs> Uh, they they uh, vampire interloper aggroed me. You can't uh, you can't be mad if you've like, that many respect to that. You know? Seriously, I love vampire interloper if you can get them. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean it's a good card, so people draft it. Here's a look at my seven yeah. also seven one deck that I drafted too because I was just in a mood about it and I'm like yeah, I'm gonna get there. Uh, this one was green white. Wow, green white coven. What a fun deck this was to play. I should say off the bat that I had one rare and one mythic, so I said did have Sigarda. Yeah, Sigarda is <laughs> a flyer. sick card, and Katilda is also yeah so good, very very good, very very good card. Katilda, you can pay six mana to put a plus one plus one counter on all of your stuff, Ugh. which is very good, obviously yeah. for a billion. And reasons. it helps it happen because it's has human creatures you control yes have tap add one mana of any of this creature's colors exactly so that card i've been wrecked by that card many many yeah times. you just gotta kill it you yeah. just gotta kill it i had four copies full play set of harvest tide century i love it maria we taught this was this one of the, the cards, cards on our list this was on our list a three one um 
coven, it can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less. Right, exactly. Now, this is Quite one that is easy to gloss over and not pick, Yeah, but was huge in this deck because this deck was good at achieving coven. And just like having a three power beater on turn two, mm-hmm. like that's just really good, period. Yep. Uh, two copies of Gavany Trapper, which I want to point out as being one of the cards we mentioned and yeah. very annoying, keeping things tapped down that you don't want to deal with. Yep. Um, two Shadow Beast sighting. Yep. Great. Skip so four, 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 four. Yeah, flashback. and a copy of Rise of the Ants, which I just love. I just love those ants. I don't know what the heck the deal the story of the ants is in Innistrad or why they're I rising. Don't know, yeah, I don't know <laughs> anything about the rise of the ants, but I'm glad it's happening. Yeah, I'm here for this rise I'm of the ants. I'm glad it's not happening here. No. Oh, God. But I'm glad that it's happening there. And at least it's not the rise of the spiders, honestly. Maria, don't talk I about it. I couldn't handle that. Maria, there's a spider that lives on the ceiling of my living room. <laughs> And I, what? It just I'm lives very, there? Yes, you know, it just moves. Sometimes I'll be like, you know, stretching or doing yoga or reading a book in my living room and I look up and there it is. And I try to be live and let live with spiders in my house. So Oof. right now, Oof. me and the spider in the living room are live and let live. <laughs> but I All look right. at it every day and I'm like, I just, I just I'd wish be, it didn't live I on the ceiling. Ha- I just couldn't handle it coming and dropping down into my hair. That's just, what I imagine. Like yeah. that's what I picture all the time. So it is stressful because when it's there, I have to check for it every yeah every minute. Yep. I'm like, yep, okay, still there, absolutely, okay, still there, hundred percent, okay, still there, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I I loved this deck. Yes. Um, it was great, beautiful. Uh, Don Hart Wardens also a really great card, very good card, yeah. and join in the dance. Another Celestia card in here. Yep. Um, yeah, this I think to be kind of like an ideal version of the green white yep. deck because I got basically everything you could ever want, and mm-hmm. it was so fun to play. Nice. Will it ever happen to me ever again? Probably not. But hey, I believe in we you. We got there one time. Exactly. I've also, since we talked, d- drafted um, Blue Green. Yeah. Which got six wins. I just, I loved it. I loved it. I didn't even have the great card that like puts a counter and taps something. Oh, but yeah. I did have the Root Coil Creeper and then like four copies of Shadow Beast Sighting. Oh, yeah. So I just made beasts forever. I love it. Your graveyard's so huge and you just get to exactly. splash around in it. You just feel like, yeah, you can, like, if you have that on two and then you cast a shadow beast sighting, you can, like, ca- make the next one so great. soon. Great. It's great. And now for a Doritos update. All right, Maria. I went to the store. Yes. I'm like, okay, I remember Cooler Ranch. I remember Nacho Cheesier. Yeah. Not there. 100% no, not. not there. Yep. Confirmed okay. through the website. Confirmed in the store. Yeah. Don't exist. Yep. I ate them. I bought Cool Ranch, okay, because obviously I'm not going to do this experiment without some science. I ate them at your house. You ate them. Yeah. Yeah. And mouth science, I should say. And it was pretty obvious to me that Cooler Ranch has just become Cool Ranch. Yeah. Period. So they just. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, they're just like, oh, wait, this is just better. We're just going to rebrand and take off the weird name and put it back. So Cooler Ranch became Cool Ranch. Became Cool Ranch. Yeah. And Nacho Cheesier? Became Nacho Cheese. Okay. So there they just took the lightly flavored ones and were and like outed out. them. Yeah. Um, Maria, you found a Washington Post article yes, about I this. Did. I, I did. And this is from 1992. Oh, boy. Um, so Marianne French is the author of this. <clears throat> oh, Marianne. It starts with. It seems that America's least politically correct snack. I'm <laughs> just gonna start with that because what? What? <laughs> what? what? I don't know what she's talking about. The chip you Doritos love to eat. Doritos politically <laughs> like, correct snack. Whack. Was there something happening with Doritos in 92 that was like, I don't know. 
The chip you love to eat but hate to smell being eaten has fallen victim to the times. So Marianne just has a personal vendetta against the smell of Doritos. Yes. Is what I'm reading. She continues, Doritos, those triangular tiny tortillas with the in-your-face odor have been olfactory sensitized. Oh, my God. So she's talking about... What? Yeah, she's talking about changing it to make it less stinky. They Okay, and they the say they'll be using more cheese and much less garlic to concoct that sticky stuff that coats nacho cheese so Doritos. So she thinks that they used to be, like, full of... Yeah. I don't remember... I do not remember Doritos being like, oh, specifically, these are terrible breath chips. Yeah. But maybe this change just happened and I never noticed it. Like, this Doritos hole we've gone down is so deep. There is so much wow. here. Like, it's just wild. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it was it was newsworthy for the Washington Post in 1992. <laughs> okay, this is the... Oh, sorry. I think this is a quote from um, Doritos Advertising Company. Quote, Women are more fragrance sensitive in my research experience. Teenage guys are human garbage disposals. <laughs> Give them a bag of Doritos and they inhale it. We find young females are emotional gatekeepers. <laughs> They love it, but they're dealing with the benefits in their minds. They're concerned with their breath. Oh, my God. I found a photo of her. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. What kind of person do you find Marianne French to be based? On (laughs) cspan.org. On this photo. She looks looks like a Doritos hater. I'm just going to say it. She does look like a Doritos hater. She has a face that looks like she has a vendetta against snacks. Well, Marianne French, your your article has been raised from the dead. More than a decade later. Yeah. Um, thank you for your hard work in journalism. And that's your Doritos update. Yep. <laughs> and now we come to the main topic of the podcast, your world championship viewer's guide. That's right. I thought you were going to be just like magic again. <laughs> and magic. We're back on magic, everybody. We're back to magic. The main topic. Despite what you may think of this podcast. Yes, not Nacho Cheesier, but this tournament's sure to be Nacho Cheesier. <laughs> Coming up this weekend, the 8th through the 10th on twitch.tv slash magic. Yeah. Check it out. We're doing draft on Friday, then standard the rest of the way home. 16 of the best players in the world battling for a $250,000 prize pool. Let's talk about these players. Let's do it. Because there's 16 of them, like you said. Yeah, so, small tournament. Yeah, we have Stanislav Sifka. Yeah. Uh, he got an invite from being second in the Rivals season. Yes. So he didn't even have to go to any of the gauntlets. He just got invited right out Whoop. there. So he he had it on easy easy mode. I'm going to put that in quotes, but didn't yeah. have to gauntlet it up. Exactly. Um, he's been around for a real long time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sifka has been playing Magic for basically forever. Uh, one pro tour returned to Ravnica, which is exactly when we started playing That's Magic. That's right, with Eggs, eggs, which is very banned. Yes, one of the most banned decks. It's so interesting so to like think about this old tournament with playing this eggs deck. Which, if you don't know what it is, it's because they call it eggs because you're cracking a bunch of tiny little artifacts to get incremental value, and eventually and it just goes on forever. Goes on forever. It and goes on grape shot forever. their face to death or whatever. Um, and it was a super annoying deck. Like people wouldn't even play it on Magic Online, which yeah. was all they had back then, kids. And uh, because it just you'd sit there clicking, and you literally couldn't click through the combos of this deck fast enough to not time yourself out. Well, Oh my goodness, delightful. So that's what kind of deck yeah. we're talking about here that he won RTR with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's also a chess master. Yes. 
And he's the leader of the Czech house, which has a lot of great players. Oh, yeah. Um, another one who is in this tournament, Andre Strasky. Um, also, yeah, just really solid like a place that's been churning out like lots of great decks for tournaments. Oh yeah. Lots of great finishes for players. Yeah. Um, a powerful team. Yeah. Just innovating, um, coming to some of those mythic championships with decks that have beat the metagame essentially mm-hmm. coming out of that check house. So I wonder, will we see Stanislav Sivka on something exciting? Yeah, could, could, could or be. Or will mono green just be the best thing? Okay. Yeah, I know. I don't know we how don't you know. beat it. We uh, don't know. Next up, we're going to talk about Paulo Vitor Damaderosa. That's right, Maria, your champion. My champion. For the tournament. Yeah, well, you you know him probably as PVDDR. Um, he's your returning champion. That's how he's invited. Yes. He won last time. Also, he got his invite via being at the top of the MPL standings. I know. So nice. He qualified twice. Good Ooh. job, Paulo. Um, yeah. He's a member of the Hall of Fame. He's is a world champion, like a world champ. He has 17 top finishes, unbelievable. two wins, 24 GP top eights. I mean, this is just, Paulo is of course one of the best players of all time. Yes. But people are talking about him and saying, if he wins this world championship, I think we just might be done saying who is the best player of all time. And like just the say answer it's might Paulo. just be Paulo. <laughs> because people, you know, talk about, they're like, oh, should we talk about all of these older players? You know, who, it was so different back then or whatever. Yeah. But there's always a conversation about who's the be- who's the goat yeah right and if paulo wins this i think we're done talking about everyone's it everyone's just like okay it's paulo it's Moving paulo on. all right great yeah. done and dusted so we'll see if he can take it down back to back i mean that's quite a hefty it, order it really it really would be a huge huge deal obviously it has happened before yes um back in the day shahar shenhar took down two of them back to back that's right um but still like Wow. Wow. And I picked Paulo not only because he's such a great player, it's a small field tournament, which generally like the better players tend to do better in these tournaments because there's less like variance from a million people playing. Um, But also he's really good at draft and he's good at standard. Yeah. Gosh, Maria, maybe I have to also pick him. I'm convinced you. (laughs) You can't live again with the regret of not having picked Paulo. Exactly. Last time I didn't. And I regretted it every day of my life since. Yes. So, well, you know. All right, we'll see what happens. All right. Up next, Jean Emmanuel Dupra. Um, one of my favorite players. Love him. He's so great. He's great. So nice. Um, he was invited via the MPL Gauntlet. Uh, he won GP Warsaw in 2017. Um, he's been like I think I would call him one of the more low-key members of the MPL. Yeah. And even of like all of these mythic championships where he he got like second yeah he on always does several well. occasions yeah he's he's like consistently finishing consistently well. very good yeah very good player um that just like flies under the radar under the radar because he also is like very like demure in person yeah. like when you talk to him understated he's, low-key he's not like going up blowing up blowing up twitter with hot takes or whatever no um he says he sometimes feels a little bit of imposter syndrome but which i think is kind of ridiculous at this point like i might i don't mean it's ridiculous to feel it because we all do yeah. but because he's so so talented oh. he's proven it so many times yes exactly he's really Really very good. <laughs> we love Jean-Emmanuel Dupra. Wish yeah. him the best in this tournament, too. So he is testing with some other French players yes. for this. French crew. Yeah. And he's a really good drafter. So we'll see if he can yeah. get get his draft on here. 
yeah. as we as you all I know would we're not so i would iconically like not be surprised if he ends up in like the top four yeah that's just where he lives that's like what he does that's a good point is he just kind of like he just lives in the top four everybody he's just like chill and then all of a sudden he's in the top four yeah. and you're like <laughs> again there he is makes sense yep all right up next arne Hushenbet. who the heck is this guy yeah i mean he's uh, He's been making a huge splash just this past oh, yeah. season Big time. with tons of great finishes. He got his invite via the Challenger Gauntlet. So he had a bunch of good finishes in order to even make it into the Challenger Gauntlet yes. and stuff like the Zendikar set championship. Won uh, the call time championship. Won the call time championship. Um, yeah. Lots of stuff like that. Just Great player. Great player. Before, I mean, he's having so much success here online, but before this even, he had seven Grand Prix top eights, so he was playing paper, yeah. you know, back in the day, of course, um, and doing well at that as well. And his win when he qualified for this through the Challenger Gauntlet, I think, was one of my favorite moments in the past, like, year of Magic. Yeah. Seeing him win that. Do you remember? Yeah. Like, he just jumped out of his chair and, like, ran circles around his yeah. room. <laughs> Yeah. So cool. Delightfully emotional. Very emotional. Wins. And the youngest player playing in this tournament. Very cool. So yeah. we'll see if All the young right. German can get it done. Uh, next up, we have Yoshihiko Ikawa, who won his invite via the MPL gauntlet. He had a great metagame call with Jeskai Mutate. Yeah, if you remember um, this yes, moment. This is just like where multiple players of in this Japanese testing team yep. just all made like the the top eight. Yeah. And it was it was like kind of it was so dumb because you were like they eliminate eliminated themselves. Yes. Like no one else could eliminate them. They had to eliminate each other. Yeah. It was and you're just like, I don't know. Just give them all invites at that point. It was the such only dominance. person who can, who can beat them is someone who's also on the same team. Yeah. That Jeskai Mutate list, what a fantastic call. Yes. Specifically for that tournament. And then those players all bringing it, all doing so well. Yeah. We were talking about it as unprecedented breaking of the format that we hadn't seen in years and years and yes. years. It was so good. Yeah. So Yoshihiko Okawa, a member of that team, and now in this tournament because of that, has two uh, Pro Tour top eights under his belt. Uh, runner up at MC Cleveland back in 2019. So pretty oh, yeah. recent there. Got seventh at Pro Tour San Diego back in 2010, which was his second Pro Tour. Nice. So out of the gates, already doing yeah. well. Um, and yeah, I wonder, you know, like, are we going to see him and Ray Sato testing together for this? Yeah. It would make a lot of sense. Yep. I would love to see them bring something as busted as, uh, that mutate deck. I know. That'd be so, so cool. Yeah. So cool. Up next, let's meet Ely Cassis. That's right. Ely Cassis was first in the rival season. Yeah. And Ely has been a longtime player, longtime yeah. grinder. Absolutely. Seeing him he at has. GPs all the time back in the day. Yep. He, in fact, he has two GP wins and eight top eights. Yeah. He's uh, he's an old school player. He started playing when he was 13, played his first PTQ. Wow. <laughs> and it, from there, it was, you know, that's all she wrote. He was already hooked. Yep. <laughs> um, Ely, because it's really cool to see him at the World Championship because, yeah, like you it. said, he's been around for such a long time, like just one of those players that works really hard. Yeah. And he's a really nice guy, too. And it's like if you're going to a Grand Prix, Ely's going to be there and he's probably going to be in the future match area yep absolutely yeah. and he also brings cool decks a lot of the time yeah so cool to see him here making it to the biggest tournament of all yeah from somebody who's like i'm 13 i'm playing my ptq here i go <laughs> and, um which is of course i guess how everybody had to get here but yeah. he's just been doing it for so long 
Next up is Seth Manfield, one of the best players currently playing the game for sure. Absolutely. Uh, he was third in the MPL season. Of course, he's your 2015 world champion. That's right. Member of the Hall of Fame. Ten top finishes, four PT top eights, and one win at Pro Tour Ixalan. 17 GP top eights. Seth is basically the pick. If you don't pick Paulo, you're probably going to pick Seth. Yeah. I'm um, just guessing because <laughs> he's just an excellent player. Yeah. Seth is one of the players who also has been playing for a million years. Um, when he was little, he would go to his uh, LGS and play and people would call his wins little kid luck. Uh, How rude. wrong they were. Yeah, they really were. Because Seth is pretty much a, a magic and games genius. Uh, plays bridge. His parents are world championship bridge cha- uh, players. What? Yeah, that's amazing. So like it's in his I family, and so he played uh, bridge with Paulo a lot when they were growing up. Oh my goodness, that's adorable. Bridge tournaments, and now like magic. Can you imagine being like a like an older bridge player and just like these <laughs> yeah. two like freaking kids <laughs> like so plop down at your table and then but then they proceed to just like destroy just you. destroy you <laughs> yeah. like just crush you and you're like what are these kids doing here yeah. get off my lawn what are these kids out there winning yeah so get off my bridge lawn <laughs> have you ever played bridge no man I we tried to learn it once. we tried to learn it it is wildly complicated, very complicated, exceptionally complicated. And we're magic players saying this to you, okay? Yes, bridge, very complicated. Very complicated. I do want to p- learn to play it still because yeah. I want to feel like I'm in an Agatha Christie novel, obviously. Yeah, but also those people don't often know how to play bridge in no, the first. <laughs> everyone. I feel like it's the same with like whist, right? Yeah. Also, whist is so dumb. It's barely a game. Whist is barely a game. <laughs> so if you ever feel like when like. Playing or learning a new game, you can just learn Wist in yeah. literally two seconds flat. Yep. Um, anyway, Seth, known for keeping unkeepable hands. I love it. It's delightful. Don't mulligan. Why not? Just keep it. Just, do you just know what? keep it. YOLO. As a person who has trouble shuffling decks, we I get really... It. I get it. We get it. I've made mulligan decisions based on the fact that I didn't want to shuffle again. <laughs> Which isn't great. Look, I'm not saying that that's good advice, but I've done it. Yeah. Maria, you can't tell me you haven't done it. I I don't think I ever have. You don't think you have? Maybe in Commander. All right. But not in Uh 16 cards. I for sure have. Megan doesn't believe me. The thing about Seth is I remember him winning Ixalan. Yeah. And he was sitting there and he was turning his creature sideways and like kind of feeling like, oh, should I play my combat trick? Like he was very, ner- very nervous. You could yeah. see as he was like getting ready to make the kill. And the opponent was just like, Seth, buddy, Seth, you got it. Shakes hands and is like, you, you Pascal won. Maynard. Pascal Maynard. Sorry. Yeah. You've got it. Like you, you've yeah. got the tournament and you could see kind of like. Uh, how nervous he was in that moment despite doing so well in his career despite already having that world championship under his belt and like he's a player that plays you know from his gut which I think is cool because not a lot of players play like that at this level Seth Manfield (laughs) next up is Jan Merkel he won the Rivals Gauntlet, the only player to get an invite out of that gauntlet. Yeah, absolutely. So it defeated none other than Kai yeah. on his way there. Really cool stuff. Yes. Um, he won his first Pro Tour at 17, which was Pro Tour Kobe, and it was his very first Pro Tour. That's so cool. And very, very cool. Um, he went through both the Challenger and the Rivals Gauntlet Yeah. because he didn't quite, like, he obviously didn't quite get there with the Challenger yeah. Gauntlet. Then, like... Just ran Go it back the rivals. into Go the Rivals away. Gauntlet, defeated all of those people who had been from the MPL and Rivals who had been bumped into the Rivals Gauntlet. 
That's to secure wild. this invite. Um, I rem- like I talked to Simon Gertzen about Jan. Yes, and he said he remembers back when Jan won this pro tour, um, pro tour Kobe. Like his their friend had been there watching Jan play, and he just came back and was like, "He's the speed at which he he can like understand how fast things are developing." Mm. It's just like unprecedented. Wow, that's so um, cool. He said he's just like one of one of the most exceptionally talented players. Yeah, and that he knows. Yeah, I know a lot of people, big fans of Jan Merkel, uh, d- does well. Has recently done well at so many tournaments. Yeah, really happy to see him here at the World Championship. Noriyuki Mori is my favorite story of yes. the tournament. This Yay. is obviously like the <laughs> the champion of the challenger gauntlet. Like, yes, technically four people left with world championship yeah. invites. But really but Noriyuki Mori won the whole darn thing <laughs> because he arrived with a homebrew is it control deck. I that was so love good. It. That Jan Merkel played it. Yes. In the Rivals Gauntlet and won with it. Yep. I mean, like, everybody was like, standards old, it's dead, put it in the ground, cover it with dirt. And Noriyuki Mori's like, but what if I showed up with this new deck that's running Midnight yeah. Clock? Yeah. I oh. mean... Playing, has been playing less than three years, but has more than 25,000 games played. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That means 20% of his life. Yeah. I remember his, like, his interview after winning the Challenger Gauntlet was basically, like, what was it? He, like, sleeps for eight hours, yep. plays magic for eight hours. And does research for eight and hours. And does research for eight hours. Because he's working on some advanced degrees, of course. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Just, that's it. That's just his real life. real casual, like, just blocked out eight hours of magic every day. And the thing about him, too, is that... When you watch him play, he's so calm. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, that's why you do it. Boom. Okay. I mean, like, it's, I'm just wondering if he's some kind of weird magic prodigy. That's just like, I just, I figured this out. Took me a couple of years, but now I get it. And now yeah. I've broken now, it. Now he just Now gets I it. just get it. Yeah. <laughs> Although it not, hasn't played any draft. So Whoa. it'll be interesting to f- see wild. if he can get draft under his belt before this tournament. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, next up is Gabriel Nassif. Oh, yellow hat. Yes, a fan favorite for sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, came in fourth in the MPL season. He was like right up there for the longest time, and it looked like maybe he wasn't going to get it after yeah. being so close. So close. But luckily, of course, he did because he's also just an excellent player. Yeah, Gab Nassif, old-time player, member of the Hall of Fame, has won two uh, pro tours, 15 top finishes over his 20-year career, player of the year back in 2004. Just wild. I remember Absolutely when wild. we started doing the Mythic Championships on Arena, kind mm-hmm. of when Arena just came out, it was kind of like Gab was reinventing himself from a paper champion into yeah. an Arena player, started doing a stream. Everybody loves a stream, now a super popular Magic streamer. And it's like, I can win in paper. And guess what? I can also win on Arena. No yeah. big deal. Yeah. And of course, known for taking a long time to make his decisions. Oh my goodness. You know, <laughs> Gabe the Rope Nassif. Yep, that's what we call him. That's what we call him. Uh, what do you, what could have been better for making Gabe Nassif pop, more popular than a physical, yeah, like, like a sign on the screen <laughs> that shows that you are using too much time? Uh, <laughs> like the, if, if the only way it would have been better if it was a little yellow hat that slowly disintegrated yes. over the, <laughs> like, your turn phases. <laughs> 
Up next, Sam Party Party Time. Yes. Um, he got also got his invite via the Challenger Gauntlet. He was the winner of the Strixhaven Championship. And I know, like, it was so cool because going into the Challenger Gauntlet, I would say he was very confident. Yeah. And it was it's just awesome to see someone be very confident and rightfully so. Yeah. Because it was like just, he was just like, I'm working really hard at this right now. And like, I, I and think that I'm going to do it. Yeah. Sam has been a player like some of these, like Ely Cassis played for a long time, been at so many Grand Prix, so many pro tours over the years, racked up four top finishes, including 15 Grand Prix top eights and two wins. Whoa. That's a lot. Just so many. 15 Grand Prix top eights. Yes. Now, I don't know if a lot of your newer listeners, or if you haven't played a Grand Prix, it is not easy to make top eight a Grand Prix. Okay? No, or to, or to win the whole thing. <laughs> Um, he he also has been to the world championship twice before. Yep. Um, where once he did so badly that he should have technically gotten a negative pro point. Oh, Sam. Oh, which is just delightful. They wouldn't give it to him, even though he asked for it. Please so, delete one of my pro points. Please give me minus one pro and they're point. Like, uh, and they're like, no, nobody. Well, <laughs> oh well. So maybe he can turn that luck around yeah. this tournament. I, I think it would be great. Next up, Keisuke Sato uh, qualified through the Challenger Gauntlet, had to win three elimination matches in a row. Yes, so he was the only player in that lower bracket, which, yeah, like you said, meant that he had to make his way all the way through that and then defeat, uh, I want to say, Matty Quizma. Yeah, is I who think he so. Defeated. Yeah. Um, just a really impressive win there. And I mean, having to be on the precipice three matches in a row. Yes. <laughs> for like something that many good times world. is how you could all, like you could uh, lose and be done. Yeah, that's that's really a pressure cool. cooker. So real uh, calm under pressure here. His two Grand Prix top eights likes to play aggro decks and vastly prefers constructed to limited. So this is a player yeah. that we've got our eye on for draft because if they can get out of the draft portion with an okay record, then standard's going to feel feel a lot better heading into standard for the second yeah. portion of the tournament. And this is really cool. Like his journey to this moment started with an arena qualifier weekend last December. I know, right? It's just like... Like so many of these players, right? We talk about how we've seen them on this stage for forever. Yeah. Um, and then there's players that like legitimately were just like won a qualifier <laughs> yeah. weekend for the first time. And then here they are at the world championship. That is, biz- that is just blows the mind. Last, like really impressive Last December stuff. during the pandemic, I'll play this qualifier weekend. Almost a year later, I'm here playing the, I world am at the world championship. What? Very cool. What? Very cool. Wow. Yeah. All right, we got four more players here. Yep, we've got Ray Sato, who, as we mentioned, was one of the players on yep. that very good Jeskai Mutate list. So cool. He has five GP top eights and two wins. And Pretty he good. says he loves limited. Okay, so Ray. So maybe he could have an edge going into this tournament against some of these players who are a little bit more constructed leaning. Yeah, I'm interested to see because I don't know if we really got to see Ray play any limited, like in my recent memory anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I'm super excited to see what he what he does in draft because mm-hmm. again, coming out of draft, that good record sets you up for a great constructed run. Yeah. Especially if you bring a great deck with your Japanese testing team. Yep. And he says he's super excited to play the world championship with his, with his three teammates who also made it. It's very cool. Which again, is just one of those stories. Like we keep saying, they just like routed everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It was very impressive. Matt Sperling is our next player to talk about. Uh, Got third in the rival season. So again, didn't have to play any of those gauntlets. Four top Mm -hmm. finishes to his name. Six Grand Prix top eights and one win. Yeah. Wow. All right. Sperling, um, 
known for his like highly analytical approach to the game. I thought you were going to say life. for I was like <laughs> for his uh, highly controversial <laughs> takes on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, also known of course for his hot takes on Twitter. So Where he will fight you. No hot takes, Matt Sperling, all hot takes. All hot takes. <laughs> Only hot takes Sperling. Yep. <laughs> I don't follow him on Twitter because I am absolutely incensed anytime he tweets anything. So we run the gamut here in the World Championship yep, of players of staying off Twitter and like <laughs> making the most of it, question mark. Uh, is that what he's doing? <laughs> I don't know. What are you okay. supposed to do on Twitter? I don't know. Is it a hot take machine? You're supposed to stay off of it. <laughs> Follow us at GLH of Magic. <laughs> Next up is Andre Strosky. We talked about Chekhov's teammate at the yeah. top of this uh, episode. And he was first in this MPL season. Yeah, took it down. He kind of, he kind of like also like snuck up on it. It kind of seemed like Paolo and Gabe were at yeah. the top of the standings for a long time. But then it came time to that weekend where they're like, okay, the winner of this weekend or the person at the top of the standings this weekend yep. gets the invite. And Andre Strosky just came and was like... Um, excuse me I'll yeah. take that thank you and it's so funny because Andre is another one of the quieter players yeah who's very soft spoken four top finishes he won um, Mythic Championship number six five GP top eights and one win to his name I classically there was a point in time at which he was like I'm going to retire yep and then he just didn't because he was winning magic. this is a funny I think Andre's story is the funniest I didn't retirement story because yeah. he's like I retire he comes back and almost wins the next event he plays yeah and then he does well in like the next three events or something like that and, and we're like he, he it culminates with winning mythic championship six yep and you're like come on and you're like Andre. okay sure <laughs> retirement that's what it looks like. That, that's it right there. Uh, and finally, last player, Yuta Takahashi. Yes. He, uh, Yuta was fourth in the Rivals season. Yeah. Uh, had three top finishes and 14 GP top eight. Jeez. Woo, 14. Yuta Takahashi, best known for the fairies deck in modern. Oh, yeah. Yes, fairies. So There's a lot of current fairies fan. Um, and back in the day, fairies very very good yeah this is a very cool tempo deck um from a million years ago and yuda was the person who played fairies won multiple modern gps playing this fairies deck and is kind of like the biggest fairies champion still yeah. today so it's like hey yuda number one fan let's get you let's get you known for something other than fairies you know sure what about this what about the what world about, championship what about a world championship so another nice. old school player playing since 98 in this championship, what an incredible mix of people we have. Yeah, it really is. Seriously, we have all these old school players, players who have like super, their mantles are just like, they've caved in because the trophies There's so on many them. trophies on them. But then players who are very new, very yeah. like chomping on the bit, yeah. ready to ready to race, ready to, ready rock. to go. Let's go. Um, I think it's going to be a great world championship. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, everybody check it out. Twitch.tv slash magic Friday through Sunday draft and standard starting at 9 a.m. Pacific. And um, it's just going to be a cool time. Oh, yeah. Brand new standard, too. Yep. Maria. It looks okay. So the there was an SCG qualifier weekend weekend last weekend. Yes. Big story coming out of that is mono yeah. green. Mono green. Thanks to Isika's chariot. Isika's chariot, Renan Seven. Um, yeah. those two together is just just seems like they're providing a little bit of a beating. It's a very very good deck. So I wonder what's going to happen. It's Me too. a big question, right? Like what what's going to happen? That is, you is know, is it going to be mono green or 
are there going to be? We do have a lot of really incredible deck brewers. Yeah. Here we've talked about uh Stan Sifka and the yeah. Czech House. Yeah. Noriyuki Mori, who showed up with a homebrew deck that just beat everybody. Um all of the players who came with Jeskai Mutate. Right, which yeah. was a, like an out of left field. So we also we do have a record of players in this tournament who have brought decks that were out like not on the radar of the metagame, but turned out to be exceptionally good. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm hoping for because this mono green deck it's everywhere on the ladder right now. Yeah, if you're playing it, and it's just so good on every access. Right. Normally you're like, oh, I can a creature deck is winning. Great. I'll play a control deck and it'll sweep and kill everything and whatever. Yeah. But it just it has ways around that (laughs) that you can't deal with. A Seekers Chariot will still be sitting there. It's still. Yeah. It's still just out there waiting. Renin seven is going to come down and make a huge beater. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Um, It's a. Yeah. And then the, your kitty cat is going to copy that, and <laughs> you're going to get hit for 10. <laughs> it's happened to me. Yeah. Um, but uh, a lot of people also like this. Is it Epiphany deck, too? Yeah. So that might have a showing here at this tournament. Those are kind of the two decks that most people talk about yeah. right now. Uh, Mono Green and Is It Epiphany. So we'll see if we can get something else yeah. into the mix there for you. I'm, ex- I'm excited. I've I been hope, trying to find it. I hope that we get to see... Some really, I, I mean, like, right, no matter what, we're going to see some very good magic yes, played. Yes, for sure. That's that's without guarantee. saying. Yeah. yeah. I've been uh, trying to play mono black, black, white. I've been trying everything, everybody. Oh, Maria. <laughs> but it's just really hard yeah. to beat, yeah. beat a cat because I just don't want to kill a cat first no. off. No, nobody does. Second off, the deck's really good. Oh, man. Okay. So yesterday, a uh, new, I, there's a new person living upstairs from me and yeah. they moved in, which is delightful. My old upstairs neighbors really sucked. Um, anyways, met her. She seems super nice. She also has a cat. And I was like, oh, Great. I have a cat named Molly. Great. Anyways, um, not her cat, but I had like, like Molly was like sitting out in the front yard with me and this other cat that I've never met before comes by. <gasps> cat alert? And they hiss at each other so much that they're both freaking out. Aww. It was a hiss fest. And then this new neighbor comes downstairs and it's her first time meeting Molly. And I was like, I'm sorry she's making such a bad impression. <laughs> but I don't know where this other cat came from. Molly and this cat obviously have some history. It really seems history. like story. <laughs> I think she just hates other new cats. And this cat seemed like once she started hissing at them, she was they were like, ah no. Yeah, I mean... We'll see what happens. One of my cats, upon meeting a new cat, peed his pants. He was so scared. (laughs) That was not her reaction at all. She was... If anything, my cat was trying to make this other cat so afraid of peed his pants. Yeah, I mean, yeah. A cat like my cat would have, you know, acquiesced peed his pants. Hey, everybody. Let's thank Ultra Pro for being one of our awesome sponsors. That's right. Ultra Pro, we've uh, talked about so much cool stuff because they constantly have cool new stuff coming yeah, out. all the time. Their new Eclipse Dice, which we showed off. Yeah, they're uh, behind me right now. They're so good. They're really shiny. Awesome. You get so many of them. You get all of the different kinds that you need. Um, they have these amazing sleeves. Yeah, we're showing off some werewolf, werewolf sleeves here yes. with the Equinox Treatment Art. 
Oh, so cool. This 100. The double-sided Arlen playmat and sleeves. Oh, it's just all so good. You know, it's just like neat to see this art too from from the perspective of like a larger canvas. Yeah. To see this because you don't- You get to see the whole thing. Normally see this on a card because you have the text and all the text box and everything. So frame, you just get to look at check it. Check it out. You just see it. And these werewolf ones are super sweet. So if you nice. have a deck that needs some werewolf sleeves, check it out. Ultra Pro has got uh, you covered. If you, in fact, if you've got a deck that needs werewolf sleeves, tell us in the comments of the YouTube <laughs> video why your deck needs werewolf sleeves. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll send out a couple. We'll send them to you. Yeah. So just, yeah, leave us a comment. Let us know. And we'll pick however many werewolf sleeves we've got. Anyway, I also want to say quick that um, we have now started mailings for everybody who donated to the Planned Parenthood fundraiser. Yeah. So we've done about half. So we've got about half to do. So And all of our like our shipping is now 100% recyclable because we bought some paper tape. <laughs> and the paper tape saga. The paper tape saga. Maria risked her very <laughs> life to go and get the appropriate dispenser for it. Yeah, you have to from- get a special dispenser. From a ver- from a stranger that like licks the tape, yeah, so that it sticks because it has to be wet. Yeah, the dispenser's from 1932. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so just know when you hold a box from Good Luck High Five, yep. you're holding a piece of history. <laughs> That's this episode of Good Luck High Five for you. That's right. Thank you so much again to everyone who is a patron, everyone who became a patron in this past week. Yes. And to our two wonderful sponsors, Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro. Head on over to patreon.com slash GLHF before next episode. We'll read your name and immortalize it in audio. That's right. And you'll also feel so cool for supporting content that you consume. Uh, buck twenty five an episode. Yeah. Um. We we love having you here, and we hope that you love having us here too. So donate, become a member of our family. We'd love to see you mm-hmm. uh, become a patron and check out the world championship. World championship. This Hello. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be a wild time, man. Get yourself some nacho cheese or Cool Ranch Doritos. Sit down. Be prepared to not breathe near anybody <laughs> because apparently they just s- smell the worst of anything ever, Marianne. And get ready to see draft for the first time in a high-level tournament on arena. Woo! I'm very excited. I there is no way for me to tell you how excited I am because words have not been invented. Ooh, you could Shakespeare and invent some. Ooh, okay. I'm burswoggled about it. Oh, you too can be burswoggled about it <laughs> this weekend. <laughs>